What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Facade. I'm your host, Gavin J. Gallagher, and on this podcast, I explore the mental and emotional game often playing out subconsciously in your mind and the mind of everyone else in the real estate or property investment market. The key to success in this game is to master your mindset, your behavior, to take control of your thoughts, your emotions, and most importantly, your ego. So here we are, guys, on episode 72 and of the show. Last week, I was speaking with my friend Robert Hoban, and we were talking about his company, Offer. He is the CEO and founder of a prop tech company called Offer, which is building out software as a service for other property agents in the Irish and UK and various other markets. So I thought it was a really interesting conversation, and... uh, I liked reminiscing on some of the stuff that he and I kind of uh, had done in the past, or he was on one side of the fence and I was on the other in some cases. But um, this week, it's going to be a short one. It's just me on my own, and I am working in my office Sunday as usual. I'm kind of behind the ball, and I am going to, uh, I'm just going to do a short exercise, and it's something that I have actually been speaking about with my uh, mastermind clients, and it's something that... I think it's worthwhile that um, you maybe take out a piece of paper and just run this exercise on yourselves. And it's going to sound a bit simplistic at first, but sometimes these are good exercises to run just through your own head. And I'm sure you've all heard of the SWOT analysis, but have you ever done a SWOT analysis on your own personality and just your knowledge and your expertise in the realm of property investment? And a lot of people when they want to get into property investment, they kind of don't know where to start. They're bamboozled by all of the terminology and everything like that. But first of all, when you sit down and run this exercise on yourself, you might find that it has actually, you know, loosened up a couple of ideas that you didn't realize that were actually opportunities. Or you might find that you've actually got skills that other people don't have. And so you have a tactical advantage. There's a lot of stuff. And there's also negative stuff, of course. But you've got to run this evaluation and just figure out whether or not you um, you are fully leveraging your strengths, whether you're fully aware of your weaknesses and whether you're going after the opportunities that are kind of obvious there and whether you're even conscious of the threats that are out there. So I'm going to get into it. SWOT, obviously, to those of you who are not familiar, it's an exercise that a lot of management people would look at around a business. SWOT standing for SWOT, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. So I like to just have a look at my own strengths and try to figure out like where do I have an advantage over other people that are trying to do property investment. And in my case, uh, you know, I, I can personally look at myself and say, okay, well, I understand the design. I have kind of a designer's um, mind, uh, having studied architecture and things like that. I that's an advantage to me. Um, there are other, er- you know, there are other people that really find it hard to actually visualize stuff. And so, when I step into a house, I can instantly see what work could be done to a place, what how it could be extended, how it could be improved. All of that kind of stuff is very obvious to me. That's a strength. And that gives me an advantage over other people. Um, There are other stuff. Obviously, over the years, I've gained a lot of experience. So I'm more experienced than a lot of people out there would be. And that is another strength of mine. What's working? I can actually go over, you know, the various projects and stuff like that that we're working on. And I know straight away what's working and what's not. And so that's a strength. That is a strength to me. 
looking ahead over the next couple of years, I know that the strengths that I have will be you know, useful in a couple of areas. And if I look back over the last 12 months, where my strengths or where my business's strengths have been useful. And, you know, you just write down these things, like look for the wins that you've had in the last uh, 12 months or or longer. What are the uh, areas that, you know, there's good momentum in your business or good momentum in life, in your life in general. And just have a look at the things that are there that sometimes are not immediately obvious to you. One of the reasons why this is a good exercise to run is that a lot of the time we don't even realize the strengths that we have are strengths. We don't recognize them uh, often because they're just something that we inherently have or that we are familiar with. We see, we, we kind of don't recognize them as strengths. We kind of think that maybe everybody has similar strengths. And that is not the case. That is not always the case anyway. Now, there are people out there who may be stronger than you in certain areas, but just to automatically assume that everyone has the same strengths is a mistake. And you should just take some time to jot down what are your strengths. And that could be, you know, your knowledge, your understanding of things. It could be your network. Maybe you've got a fantastic network of, you know, potential investors, or maybe you've got great network of friends and family who are tradespeople or something that you can actually use to your advantage. This is not something that is obvious to some people unless you're speaking to another person and they go, oh, really, do you know that? And, and that's when it first becomes kind of obvious to you that, oh, wow, maybe I do have some strength that can be used to my advantage. And the reason I sort of bring this up is because there's an old saying that, uh, you know, are you working in the business or are you working on the business? And it's often the case that when you're working, when you're just doing your job, your day-to-day job, you're so busy running around, you know, there's urgent tasks that need to be done. You're not thinking about the opportunities that are out there and the advantages that you have. And so it's always good just to take time to do this. All right, so let's turn this around, shall we, and have a look at our weaknesses now. And it's important to look at these as well because over the years I have I've not realized that I've had weaknesses and they've come out and they've bit me in the ass. And so it's important just to realize what you are good at and what are the areas that you could just maybe improve over time. But there's certain things that are kind of inherent with your personality. And so things like you know digging into detail or finding you know fact finding and things like that that can actually be an area that is it's not particularly it's not a strength of mine and it's not something that's going to improve over time i'm just aware that when it comes to fact finding and things like that it's just it's not part of my personality and so i need to go and find people to actually fill in those gaps and by knowing that that's a weakness it gives me an advantage because I can actually go out and I can find ways to fill that gap. But do you have these kind of uh, weaknesses yourself? Another area that you might find is that you are, uh, you know, perhaps you have sort of a gambling sort of uh, instinct. And uh, that can be good in some respects, but it can be bad in other respects. And so just be aware of your weaknesses. Have you ever you know, bought a lottery ticket or have you ever kind of piled money onto a horse on on the back of a tip or something like that? I mean, we've all done it. I do it myself. And uh, but I recognize that that can also that little trait can also play out on a large scale and you can actually 
take a punt on something that is quite risky. And so it's important just to recognize those things. And they, and they are weaknesses. You might see that as an advantage, but if you don't have awareness of it or, or if you're not able to control it, then it is a weakness. Then you've got to look at what has gone wrong in the past. And uh, is there anything that you've done in the past that, you know, hit you financially or whatever? Just have a look at those things and assess are there areas that you should be just conscious of so that it doesn't happen again? And if you look back over the last 12 months, what are the disappointments or the fails that you've had to kind of suffer? And uh, what caused that? Have you actually done an assessment or a post-mortem on what caused that problem? And um, it's good to have a you know clarity around your weaknesses. Now let's have a look at the opportunities out there. And this is something that given the strengths that you've already written down you may find now that actually because of those strengths there are natural abilities that i have and that makes you know this a particular opportunity so let us just take an example if somebody is particularly if somebody is has say a trades background if they've grown up as a trades person or something like that they have got an advantage they have a strength when it comes to um understanding the construction process, having a network of people that can help them complete a renovation of a project or do something kind of at cost as, a as opposed to going off and having to hire a main contractor and him paying him to bring in all the different trades and stuff. If you're able to sort of shortcut that circuit, that is a strength and that creates opportunities for you. So you could go out there, you could f find properties that are in poor condition, and you can easily turn them around. That is an opportunity for you. It's not necessarily an opportunity for somebody who doesn't have those same strengths. If you're a person that has got, say, a design or an engineering background, you might be able to go into a property that has kind of engineering issues or something, and you can actually see what the problem is and you can figure out a solution for that. There'd be other people that can't understand what the problem is and so they'll just walk away from the problem altogether um, you just got to look for what are the where, where is the low-hanging fruit let's just say what's the stuff that is easy to reach for today and to grab a hold of and what you know for example where are the locations that you're living that could actually be i mean anywhere that you live within say 20 minutes of that is your convenient location. So any opportunities that pop up in that area are convenient to you. Somebody who lives on the other side of the city, they're not convenient to them. So you have an advantage. And that is an opportunity for you. Um, obviously, tapping into, I already mentioned the network. If you have got a good network, if you know a lot of investors or if you know friends and banks and things like that, whatever it might be, that can be an opportunity. If you work in a certain industry, that gives you an opportunity over the other people as well. And I've spoken to uh, people and they tell me that they're in a particular industry and I'm like, oh, wow, that, that's great. You know, for me, in my view, that is a huge opportunity. But in their view, they didn't even realize that that was actually something that they could actually take advantage of. So a lot of the time, these opportunities are not very obvious to you and you have to sort of sit down and write this stuff down just to kind of figure out what it is that could be an opportunity and then we're going to get into threats and 
threats are the risks that lie ahead and if you do nothing uh, to actually mitigate these risks then they could come along and bite you pretty badly but for example i mean the threats at the moment a lot of people are wondering is the market overheating and you know it's a legitimate question it's a good question to ask the that being a threat it doesn't mean that you should stop investing it just means that you need to be careful that you have looked at all the risks and that you have made sure that you're mitigating them as best as you can yeah that you know if the market is very hot then what's the timing of the market going to be like uh, a lot of people think they can time the market it's not always possible to time the market you can often spend two or three years waiting for that you know market to fall and uh, and so it's something to just bear that in mind given the weaknesses that you expressed above is there anything there that is a threat unless you do something to repair it and um, that's another thing that you need to just consider is you're, you've got weaknesses and those are threats unless you address them. Now, another area is, say, gaps in your knowledge. Um, now, thankfully, this is something that can be filled either through study or through hiring in people who have those skills. Um, for example, cash uh, flow or financial projections. Are you good at that kind of thing? If you're not good at that, then you can bring people in who can kind of address that stuff. But you've got to be aware of the threats that are out there. And I, I've often talked about, in fact, not so long ago, I did an episode on risks. And there are multiple different types of risks, uh, like bank rate risks and market risk and all that. All of those are potential threats. But as long as you're conscious and aware of the threat, you can address it. And so it's it's just worth your while sitting down. What are the threats to you as a an individual? What are the risks that are lying ahead? And um, doing nothing, by the way, is also a risk. So it's just have a look at the threats that are out there, the timing on the market, the market, you know, is it overheating, gaps in your knowledge, financial projections, cash flow. Uh, just make sure that you're conscious of the threats. You can fix or you can mitigate risk but if, if you're just completely oblivious to it, then it's, it can come out and it's sort of just suddenly ruin everything for you. So that is the SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. And the best thing to do is just take out a sheet of paper and create four quadrants, just to draw a cross in the middle of your sheet and put S-W in the top and then O-T in the bottom. And just jot down the various things that pop into your head. And, uh, you know, you as a property investor, what are your strengths? You as a property investor, what are your weaknesses? You as a property investor, where are the opportunities, the locations that you live near, uh, particular knowledge that you might have, whether it's inside knowledge or whatever. And then the threats. What are the threats? Like, is the area that you live in, does there is there a single employer, for example? Um, that is a threat, but perhaps there are ways to overcome those threats. But, it, you know, you just have to be aware of these things. You also have to be, if you're aware of threats, then you can look at alternative uses. You can look for alternative sources of finding somebody to rent or whatever it might be. But I do think it's worthwhile that you sit down and occasionally just have a look at this kind of stuff and just make sure that you're working on your mindset, on your personality um, rather than just sort of reacting constantly to the stuff that's going on. After doing this exercise, have a look and just see, does anything jump out that you weren't aware of prior to doing it? I mean, perhaps you should be doubling down on a particular area. 
or perhaps you've identified a weakness that you need to find somebody to help you with. And, uh, and I know that is a, is a case with me. I've done some pr different personality tests and I've identified areas that I'm not good at. And so what I've done is gone out and I found people that are good at that to help me fill in those, um, those missing kind of knowledge gaps. And that is something that you can do as well, but you can only do that when you're aware of it. So just look for, look at the things that are holding you back. Um, I think mindset is one of the biggest drivers in, of success in this business. If you've got a good mindset, you can overcome a lot of things, but you have to be aware of, you, of, of all of the stuff that goes on in your mind. And you have to kind of take time to evaluate it sometimes. So right, guys, I'm not sure if, if you're going to rate this, uh, this podcast this week, it's probably a little bit short and it's probably a little bit of a ramble, but I have just, um, it's been a busy week, kids back in school, all of that kind of stuff. And I apologize if this has been a shorter than usual podcast, but I, I'm hoping to make up for it with the quality of the guests over the next coming weeks. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of this short episode of the Behind the Facade podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my number one ask is for you to leave a review or indeed share the episode out with somebody you think might benefit from it. There is no show notes today because uh, what I discussed was pretty much just the SWOT analysis. I can't claim ownership for it. It's, it's been out there for many years, but just whether or not you've ever applied it to your own sort of knowledge and mindset and expertise as a property investor, I think it's a worthwhile exercise. If there are any topics you would like me to cover in future episodes, please connect with me via the Facebook group Behind the Facade Community. Alternatively, reach out to me on social media using my handle Gavin J. Gallagher, and that includes my YouTube channel. And lastly, you can stay up to date on the various things I am working on just by adding your name to my email list over at gavinjgallagher.com forward slash go. All right, guys, it is time for me to head off into the sunset and I'll catch you all next week. Mm -hmm.